And we're back for another episode of How Well Can They Do? I'm willing to die in like, you know, two seconds. I'm good with that. <laughs> Easy, Tiger. Easy. I don't think we need to go that far. <laughs> Good evening, Rifters. Welcome back to the Role Playing Rats live stream and podcast. So, the game is a tabletop role playing game called Rifts, and the rule set is the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. Our players today are the usual suspects, starting with Icy Macaw playing Kevin, the Glitter Boy pilot, Kintaro playing, excuse me, did I say Kevin, the Glitter Boy pilot? My God, Tyler. <laughs> I'm, Kevin I was is a like, flashback wait, what? there. Yeah. Kintaro playing Slash, the Mars Package Mercenary Soldier. And Revolver Octorok playing Graham the Leyline Walker. There are no Kevins here, guys. Everybody take a breath. We're safe. I would like to state for the record that I am not Kevin. <laughs> the record stands. I am also not Kevin. You're not? <laughs> Dang it, you were supposed to. I am also not Kevin. This was our Spartacus moment. <laughs> I, I did. I am not Kevin. <laughs> that was... I meant Icy uh, Macaw. Yeah, it was two for three. I guess two for three. I guess I'm I'm the uh, odd one out, so I'm buying the beers, huh? You might be Kevin. That's it's all that the story. Yeah. <laughs> so these three characters are all hosted and misguided by yours truly, Five Zeph, the game master and erstwhile narrator. So thank you all for joining us, and if you're catching the podcast after the fact, thanks for tuning back in and your downloads. Last session, a brief recap. We saw the role-playing rats answer a few questions about their characters and how they came to be in their current situation. You can go check out roleplayingrats.com if you want to hear a little world-building in action, some of the nitty-gritty. Gameplay proper began as the day was heating up over the Tolkien refugees, continuing their southward trek through the mountains splitting Colorado and New Mexico. They were following a wide track and the footsteps of their self-appointed scout, Tyler, in his towering chrome-plated glitter boy. Slash flew Overwatch in his flying Titan-powered armor, and Graham walked at the head of the train, building his rapport among the people. The refugees sought permission from their leaders to take a break when the ground began to rumble, and a giant worm burst from the mountainside to take a shot at our adventurers. Slash tore into it with his suit's wing-mounted lasers. Graham miscast a spell and entangled himself instead of the foe. <clears throat> and Tyler came... These things will happen. They, they do. They do happen. Tyler came pounding back down the path to miss his power punch, but he redeemed himself by burying his chrome-plated fist up to the shoulder in the worm's head. It is at this moment that we rejoin our heroes as they... Oh, and their 30-some-odd refugee charges on their path towards peace, a new start, and maybe, just maybe, a peaceful retirement. And it is at this moment here that I will share a quick speed painting that I did today whilst I was... In a on a group phone call, I think if I open this up and then drag and drop it into the chat, you should be able to open that up there. Icy McCaw for stream viewers to see. Um, uh, right, this is on, it, a, on a. Oh, there it is. Cell phone with a stylus, but I thought it was pretty cool. It's lovely. Ooh, yeah, it was about I don't know maybe twenty twenty five minutes. You know <laughs> what a, a shiny like boy it. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So now that we've gotten buy-in from all of our, our players, trying to earn extra bennies as the session starts here before they test their metal against the perils the GM has set for them, 
The sun is high in a clear blue sky and there's a small cloud of dust from the refugee column drifting away north on a stale breeze coming down the mountain pass. The worm twitches a little as Slash finishes cutting the glitter boy free from the carcass, its blood steaming from the exertion of digging out and then charging towards its next meal. Slash, as you clean your blades off from cutting the glitter boy free and extracting the loot from the worm's first stomach, you notice that your blade is actually showing a stain and some minor corrosion from the fluids. And when you glance over at the Glitter Boy, you see that the mirror-bright metal shows no signs of damage, and you marvel again at this miracle of archaeotechnology that Tyler so blithely stomps around in. Graham, you shake the remnants of your spell away from your feet as you hear Steven choke out from behind you. Oh, <clears throat> okay, everybody, you heard him. Not good to stop. Let's share out some extra water and we'll just, we'll keep moving. And you hear a murmured agreement come from the others. Tyler, you want to, uh, how are we wrapping up here? Do you want to head back up to your place, maybe 200 yards or so in front of the group? Are we going to continue up to the structures that Slash cited at the end of last sesh? Uh, hey, Slash, do you want to do a quick reconnaissance up above and just make sure we're not walking into another one of these? And once you check that out, we'll start moving. And I think like that, we can get up to the, uh, uh ruins up there and that'd be a good place to stop um maybe the three of us can go check it out make sure there's nothing in the ruins before we bring the refugees in what do you guys think yeah i'll go fly up above and take a look and see what i can see what i can see up above this seems uh like a reasonable plan i I don't have any issues with this no all right all right up you go so Slash, on your last scan before Graham radioed about the request to stop, you did pick up some structures that could be a small village. Maybe they're just ruins. Uh, But your math thinks uh, maybe the refugee train should be there in an hour or so. So you're going to take back up to the air. How high do you think you're going to fly? I'll probably... How high are the uh, cliffs kind of around us? So you're working your way up a mountain pass, and it's it's a wide well-packed road maybe not recently traveled but definitely a well-packed road and so you're at about four thousand foot elevation and you think the town would be at another thousand and you know it's some sloping hill to one side and then some craggy you know peak or shoulder to the other side of the road and it varies as you work your way up the face of the mountain I'll shoot up like maybe two, three hundred feet, see what I can see from that height. Sure. It is a, a clear blue sky day, so it's really just getting up high enough that you can take a peek. So moving up to two, three hundred feet gets you a better view of the road. The immediate ro- incoming is clear. The road is clear and you still pick up the ping on your mag scans at about a thousand feet above you and another hour or so ahead. Let's see, 1,000 feet in an hour. That's probably about three, maybe four more miles worth of walking. So it's a fair distance ahead of you. So you can't see up to the ruins, but you're picking them up on the outer limits of your sensor scans. Got it. So I'd uh, radio down to Tyler and Graham and let them know what I could see from up there. Just say, hey, it looks like it's a little ways out. We got maybe an hour or two more travel and we should be there. I don't think uh, keeping them on the road for another hour is going to be difficult. I think uh, I think they've received the motivation that was required. I think so, too. I think that worm was more than enough to keep them moving for a little bit. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we tell them that we've got about an hour left? 
let them know that it's not going to be too much longer here. Yeah, that might encourage them to move faster as well. Solid plan. All I'll, right. Uh, I right. go round them up. Sure, sure. So, uh, Stephen, I believe. And was... I'll keep up in the air then. Perfect. Stephen was chosen as the mouthpiece, I believe, and there's, you know, he's he's pretty near to you, near the front of the train. Yeah, I think uh, I would probably keep Stephen uh, with me, so, you, you know, let him walk with me, mm-hmm. uh, and probably uh, heave up on uh, one of the, we, we established that we have, like, a few trucks with us, right, a few vehicles, mm-hmm. so I would probably get up mounted on a vehicle somewhere, just so I can be sort of seen uh, a little bit further away, um, and look out over the the refugees we've got here, and be like, "People, it's not going to be very long now, maybe about an hour or so, and uh, we'll be good for the day." You know, everyone's been pushing hard, and I appreciate that this is not an easy thing to do, but we're almost there. We've got this. That's a, a solid, solid pronouncement, and you hear some. Yeah, it's about damn time. I need lunch. And other calls from the mob. And then I'll I'll do the same thing I was doing uh, last time, is I'll range out in front just to make sure that if anything, you know, wants to attack something, the big, bright, shiny guy in armor gets hit first. Yeah, that's, that's not a tall ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 10 foot. Mm, only 10. 1.2 tons. All right. Just a little. So <laughs> with all those pieces in mind there, uh, Tyler, you get back up in the front, you know, about 200 yards or so to the four of the group. Uh, I'm not a global hater. All my listeners, Savage Worlds is in yards, not meters. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and the refugee train picks back up. The group really needing no further urging, especially after Graham's rousing. Just like, hey, guys, we are almost there. Good little little pep talk. The next part of your climb is relatively uneventful. The Are you back walking, Graham, or did you stay up on the truck? Uh, Graham definitely is walking. He's yeah, he's not going to stay up on the truck. That's space that somebody else could use. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, definitely the uh, you know the sick or elderly or maybe wounded are definitely using the vehicle space where able and where capable. Make that as easy as possible. Yeah, I think he climbs down off the truck by you know, like sort of putting one hand on Steven's shoulder mm-hmm. uh, and you know leveraging himself down. And then when he's back on uh, solid earth, he sort of claps Steven on the back and goes, I'll be, uh, I'll be counting on you more now. You've uh, made yourself a little bit, uh, you stand taller than the others now. But all, I mean, they just asked me to ask you, they, they'd seen us talking. I'd. I mean, I'm a nobody, Graham. Everybody's a nobody when they start. Huh. Sure. Just a, another men-at-arms fighting the losing battle for Tolkien. I don't think you can get more nobody than a nobody who fought for the losing side. Yeah, the whole thing about moving on is becoming somebody different. That nobody doesn't exist anymore. You're a new somebody today. Yeah, I can just I can just pick a name, maybe, maybe pick an identity and just... Be a new somebody. I'm no longer Stephen the nobody. Now I'm Stephen the, I don't know, renowned mercenary from up north. Uh, I think uh, Graham chews on that for just a quick second and goes, that's what I think. I think you can 
pick something new. You can start something else. Why not? That's uh, that's very, very good shit, Graham. Uh, looks like Fantasy Grounds opened up with bennies. It looks like you already have four bennies. I think each session starts with three. And if yep. you didn't have four, I would give you another one. So it looks like you each have four. So we're just going to throw another one to Graham as is. He's up to up to five now. Get ready to spend those bennies, my boy. My boy, my boy. Oh, you know I will. <laughs> uh, slinging them out left and right. Yeah, yeah. You get ready to spend them, and I get ready to have my game messed with beyond all reason. So, uh, great bit of RP there. And as everyone moves forward, the pack dirt road winding and jackknifing further up the mountain on this clear robin's egg blue day, it's getting real awful close to lunchtime. But after about 30 minutes of walking, Graham, you notice one of the little ones, you think his name may be Toby, pulling on a woman's sleeve and saying, but mom, can't you, can't you smell that? At that same moment, slash Tyler, you both pick mm-hmm. up a distress call being broadcast on a wide band. Graham, you're down on the ground. It hasn't reached you yet, but the Glitter Boy sensor suite is way more powerful than your handheld and slash you're up in the air, clear of the ground interference. About that, you know, 150, 200 feet up. And you hear through heavy static. Assistance! Assistance! Bandits at the gates of the North Pass! We need help! There's a beat. Damn it, is anybody there? Bandits are at the gate of the pass! What's uh, what's my sensor array saying for direction? Is it, like, literally where we're going? Yeah, you would I mean, apart from a couple more switchbacks or the winding of the path, it's it's south, up the up the rest of the mountain there. Okay, can I flip on like a repeater so that way the the signal I'm getting in goes out through our our handhelds? Yeah. Oh, the glitter boy definitely has that. You don't you probably don't even have your handheld out, but you can absolutely flip it so that it boosts back to Graham and the refugees, for sure. Okay. I'll flip it on. I I don't need the refugees necessarily to hear it, but Graham at least and I'll I'll flip that off and say, "Graham, we've got a distress signal." Ty- or uh slash, do you see anything anything up there in front of us? I'd be looking around at this point. Would I be able to see anything from where I'm at? So from 200 feet up, you probably see smoke rising from what you think is a vehicle of some kind. It's black oily smoke up the path, but it might be it might be behind like a spur of rock in the path. But you can definitely maneuver around that. It'll just take a second. All right. Yeah, I'm going to fly up a little more and try to maneuver around to see what I can see. Okay, Hang cool. on just a second. I'm going to take a move and see what I can see from here. Can you drop me a notice roll into the game board there? And I'm just going to check. I don't know if the armor gives you a bonus on your notice roll because of the sensor suite. Take a five. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just popping open your armor real quick. It doesn't look like it. Most of the bonuses look like their movement and combat. So, all right, we're going to run that as is. So you got a five. So as you pull around that spur of rocks, you can get a better line. This is still pretty far in front of you just because you're also 200 feet in the air. But you do see a flatbed truck that looks like it's slewed to the left across the road and pointing down slope towards a copse of trees. That's, you know, a little ways off there. It's a little difficult to judge the distance from this this way away. But there's definitely figures swirling and fighting around the truck. Maybe a half a dozen. Yeah, I'm going to relay that down to the rest of you guys. Hey, there's a truck up ahead. There's some smoke coming out. We should probably go check this out. 
All right, Tyler immediately kicks it into full gear and just starts booking up this mountain. Ooh. Yeah, I think Graham immediately gets on the radio and was like, you two move faster than the rest of this train can. Go, boys, go. Okay. I'm going to start flying towards it. Sure, sure. All right, so Tyler, can you double-check the speed on your Glitter Boy? I think that's pace 10, and then a run um, in combat is your... Same pace as die, which for you is a D10. Yep. I'm looking it up. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. This one. Uh, Glitter Boy pace is 14, and I can do a run die of D8. Okay, so cool. I'll we'll take that. that. So I got a 4, so I'm moving 18. Okay, fantastic. That is very healthy. And then, uh, Slash, your Flying Titan moves at pace 24. Is that right? Uh, pace 12. Okay, cool. But I don't. That's your ground pace. 400 miles per hour as is flying. Yeah, that's real healthy. All right. So we're going to cut that down. I think that's something like 25 for your um, on-map pace here in-game. And so you're both moving forward at a fantastic clip is the bottom line here. Uh, very, very healthy move. And so as you move up slash Tyler. I'm going to be describing this. So you come on to the same scene, but slash will come mm -hmm. on uh, one round before you. So I don't know if I can actually stack the activity deck or action action card deck, but let me describe the scene and then we'll deal out the cards. All right. Yep. We'll just skip mine. If I go so, before anything like that sure. for the first turn. Sure. So slash as you get closer and you can tell a little bit more and see what exactly is going on around that truck. There's a body laying in a pool of blood outside the driver's door, which is hanging crookedly on one hinge, and another body half out the broken windshield of the cab. There are a handful of crates lashed to the back of the truck, this flatbed truck with thick frayed ropes. You notice that the sidewall of the road rises up high to the right, and the steep slope is covered in boulders, scrub, and drifts of dust, and your mercenary mind immediately says that's where the ambush came from. A figure stands in those rocks high to the right. A rifle raised, but he obviously can't get a clean shot because there's two figures on the ground at the tail of the truck wrestling with firearms laying in the dirt and two more figures slash at each other with knives on the open bed of the truck. And that's all you get as you fly close in or fly to close in. And then we're going to drop some action cards here. Let me see if I can do this right, guys. So here we go. Fantasy Grounds map test one. That should be the map there. And we are going to drop some peoples onto the map. And we're going to drop uh, slash using the dragon icon. We will say that you are coming in high and to the left here. So we'll put you down here on the road as you're coming up to the gang. And okay, I see that everyone has pulled that up. Slash. Okay, cool. And then F slash. So we're say, going to say that you're coming in high and to the left. So Tyler, you've been placed there just for ease. Slash, you're off high and to the left. And I think that's actually your location as you fly up to try and get a better look at this scene. And then I've got a few more goonies to place here as we, as we get into our map. So we've got one high and to the right on the slope. We've got two people at the base of the truck. And then we've got two more on the actual flatbed of the truck there. I think that's about how that works. And then again, if I can just pull up the pen, 
We've got one body here on an X outside the driver's door and another body laying out the head of the cab. Does all that come up for you, gentlemen? Yep, I got, got it. Okay. Yep. So our map is set. Our flavor text has been espoused. And now we drop the action cards. Okay. I think I think we're good. Let me see here. Yep, yep. It looks like everybody is on my combat tracker. Okay, we've got deals, deals. Is everybody getting their cards? My laptop is taking a second yep. to load all the information here. Okay, fantastic. So first up, despite action card, Graham, you're not there. Tyler, you're going to forfeit this first round. Uh, yep. Slash, you are going to act first as you pull up on this and see this scene unfold before you. All right, well, I don't know who's who, and I just see some guys fighting, so I'm going to stay in the air, and I'm going to try to get their attention. I'm going to fire my laser, my uh, wing lasers Well, in their general direction to try to... Do we have a general... Let me open up your character sheet here. If you want to just give me a smarts roll into the chat box, or maybe a notice roll, you can choose... In fact, considering your background, it might even be a survival role. But you let me know which which skill you want to roll, and we'll take the we'll take the flavor text there as you, your number determines how it goes. Say and you said notice or what? Uh, I think smarts, notice, or survival. Considering your background, I think survival would be applicable here. Smarts, notice. <laughs> oh shit! They're all six, so we'll go. Sur- we'll go survival. We'll see. We'll make this interesting. Okay. Okay, so you got a five on survival. That's enough. You would say that, you know, the one high and to the right on the slope, you know, in the scree is part with his long gun leveled is probably part of the ambushing party. His cloak looks similar to two of the people in the melee down below, you know, each one of them fighting another on the truck. And your your mercenary combat of mine definitely can put that together. So if there's a dude on his own with a long rifle up on the hill, I want to take a shot at him with my uh, anti-personnel lasers on my wings. Sure. Because he doesn't need to be shooting those guys down on the truck that are getting murdered at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So I think we had some issues with the, the click and drag last time. So if you just want to open up your character sheet and grab your shooting skill... Go ahead and give me that roll. I'm going to count off some squares here. No, I think I think it worked because I just grabbed from the die on the anti-personnel laser here. Mm-hmm. Should I just grab these and just drop this? Is that or is that damage? Figure that out. Oh, that looks like that. a damage roll in chat. So Fantasy Ground says. All right, yep, so I'll do. You said shooting. Mm-hmm. I'll grab shooting. I'll throw shooting. That three. I don't know if that's going to hit. No. That is not, especially you with your... You could spend a uh, Bendy, though. Little... Oh. Oh, yeah, let me spend a Bendy. Let me spend a... I think you get... Uh, you can spend that Bendy on a clean re-roll. Yep. I think is how those work. I did drop that, that cheat sheet into Discord chat as well. How do I grab that? Just grab one of these tokens up here. All right, I'll do that. So grab mine. Yoink. I need Flash, another Benny, please. What, you, what would you like me to do, sir? So let's grab your. I want to make sure you're rolling the right dice because I think you might have some bonuses from the armor. 
So well, here it's a it's an eight right here as well, just like my shooting in the okay. mounted laser. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Grab that guy. Yep. Roll it again. So there's your reroll. You've got a six. You are going to just just hit. So go ahead and roll me some damage, my friend. I'm thirteen. Going, I'm going to pull up my dude here. Thirteen damage. Then it's off. Yeah, you do. Uh, we're gonna see how the combat tracker does. Yep. Okay. And so. Oof! Didn't like that. Yeah, we're going to apply that damage to my man here, and he is going to be a shown NPC now. You should be able to see him. Oh yeah, I can see him in the combat tracker. Yep. There we go. All right. So we have applied the thirteen damage and. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that as an extra, that kills our first Savage Worlds goon properly and effectively. Nice shot. Oof. Nice. Yeah, so Man Up the Mountain just got wasted, and we're going to move down to our two combatants, or excuse me, four combatants, two different combats on the ground there that continue to swirl and move around each other. And Real quick, can yeah. I um report down to Grant or to Tyler what happened? Yeah, free action. Let him know I I hit one guy. Hey, I took there was a one guy up on the mountain with a rifle about to shoot the other guys. Looked like the ambusher. There's two more with those cloaks. They're in a fight. Might want to get up here quick and help out. Coming as fast as I can. Because there's yeah there got it. There's definitely not a glitter boy pounding up the road, which. <laughs> you reflect briefly, uh, Slash, is probably terrifying to 99.9% of anything, alien, human, or otherwise. Um, so we're going to move down to Tyler. You are up, my friend, as we move to our true initiative hoarder here, just for sake of ease within Fantasy Grounds. All right. Um, so how close can I get to the fight? So you can you can run right up onto it if you like. So we're gonna say that you're starting this scene, you know, or your action here on the edge of the map. So I think okay. that they're probably within sprinting distance and definitely within shooting distance. Uh, they're eighteen. Well, right now I don't like using my main gun is probably gonna be bad for these people. So uh, both bad and good alike. Um, so I'm literally just gonna run right up on top of them, and it looks like. Um, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. I got to move 14, so I'm going to do a run check for my armor again. Uh, and yeah, I definitely got high enough to do that. And literally, I'm just going to run like right up on top of them, turn on the loudspeakers, and just basically bellow out from this huge armor. All right, everybody, stop what you're doing. Put your hands in the air or you're all toast. God. <laughs> and I, I point, I point the, uh, the boom gun right down at the group. Oh, God. Okay, so you're going to unlimber the boom gun, mm -hmm. point that down towards the group, and, and bellow your warning. Uh, again, terrifying. Okay, so I think for sake of game-to-game -game action. All right, so their immediate reaction one on the ground so since you're right up on them like the one who saw you running up in sort of the melee on the ground 
like drops to the ground and he immediately shits himself. Like you see the trout. <laughs> he wasn't wearing his brown trousers and the one who's not facing you like dives for, he doesn't even look back. He dives forward underneath the flatbed of the truck. As for the two up on the flatbed, like on the flatbed that we're fighting up there, uh, they kind of just like, like their mouths kind of open up and they're like, because uh, this is, uh, let's remind everyone here, Glitter Boys are a huge piece of the Rift's backstory and history. Many of them fell in the initial days of the Rift's fighting the oncoming swarms of demons and hordes of terrible things. And so they are legendary. Even if people may have seen one or heard of one or maybe glimpsed one, to to see one that's in mostly complete condition is just just wild beyond imagining. So this is a big deal, and it's scary as hell. And so would you like to do anything else? Your run, I believe you can do something after your run. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Savage World I, Geeks. I can if I can if I uh, take a second action, but that that's literally all I wanted to do on my action was just get up right on them and basically intimidate the crap out of them. Uh, well, you know that that's enough. <laughs> so I'm, do you actually so I'm have intimidate the skill? Do you want to do you want to uh, roll that for me so I have a score to work against? Let's see here. Did I take? I have persuasion. I didn't take. I don't know if there is an intimidate, but I took a persuasion. I can roll that. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and run me a persuasion. Ooh, I aced it. Uh, I got a seven. Wow. So okay. Not not a strong race, roll. But... Yeah. No strong roll. Uh, you know, Savage Worlds, the baseline requirement is a four, and you're generally adding ones and twos to that either way. So a seven is almost a full race, which would be four points over. And so that's that's still a strong roll. So we're going to step from Tyler and his action, uh, his, his cowering action. Graham, back to you with the refugees. While you are not necessarily on scene, uh, is there anything you'd like to do kind of in the flow of the story arc here as the camera cuts away? Uh, definitely. I think um, Graham would definitely get back on probably like any vehicle they have that's not loaded with people. Um, he would like slap the cab and be like, we're, we're booking it over there. Let's get there as quickly as we possibly can. Uh, and then he would also, again, he would uh, whistle over to Steven and be like, all right. I'm going to take off for that. You guys keep heading in there, but try to keep on the outskirts of whatever's going down unless we call for you. And then he would radio up back to um, Tyler and be like, solid plan. Try to take him prisoner if we can. Will do. Will do. Uh, and then he would try to tell like whoever's driving one of these vehicles to, to haul ass as best they can. Sure. Okay. Uh, so item one. I like the idea that as you radio to Tyler to take one alive or something, he's, you know, kind of chuckling to himself in his armor as he watches these bandits and civilians cower away or run away or shit themselves. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll do. No sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, item two, as you, you know, say that to Steven, he like he you definitely see behind his eyes. He looks side to side and he you know, his lip quivers for a minute, but he draws himself up and he gives you a fist over his heart. And then he turns around to yell at the, at the refugees as you pull away. 
you can't quite make him out over the roar of the engine, but you think you'd be proud of him. Oh, definitely. There would, there would definitely be a, a small little flare of like, I, I knew he could do this. I knew he's, he's got stuff in him. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. So that's Graham. Uh, Tyler, you know, I should, I should mention here a little more, a little more flavor. Uh, as you run up on the group and as they cower away, you hear a uh, screaming child and you think it could be young or, you know, maybe toddler or baby, just crying baby. Uh, but from inside the truck's cab. Well, just I'm as, glad I didn't shoot the boom more. gun then. Yeah. Right. A little more flavor in there. Now that you're up close enough to hear, you know, slash being in the air, didn't catch that, but so as uh, we move back, we're going to move combatants to slash. You now get to act again in our action card order. So you're up in the combat tracker. What is it that you would like to do? You shot that message back down to Tyler to haul his ass. And as you did so, he came pounding around the Roxburgh, 1.2 tons of mirror bright glistening chrome steel. And he sprints right up onto the two combatants behind the truck in a power slide that ends with him bellowing at them as only a police riot cop could from two inches away or a drill sergeant could to drop their arms and stand down. And you see one on the ground scurry away, one on the ground going to the fetal position, the two on the truck bed just kind of just slack-jawed standing in awe. I just kind of chuckle to myself as this happens as he does this, because this is such an arrogant way of doing it. And I uh, (laughs) fly after the guy that kind of started running away to kind of stop him because, hey, hey, we don't need you going anywhere. You need to stay right where you're at. And then once he stops, I'm going to let him know that he stopped, let Tyler know that he stopped, and I want to fly back over to where the guy on the hill was with the gun. Okay. All right. Let's let's take a take a breath here. So your pace, Sorry. I think, no, no, you're good. So 400 miles an hour, I think we, if I did the math right, I don't remember exactly what the division is in the book, but I think that comes out to like 25 squares or so. Um, so if you could count your guy off i think if you hold control or alt it'll count squares for you or you can just click and drag and be bold but if you want to go to the far side of the truck he definitely went under the truck bed i think i still have my drawing here or actually no hang on let me grab my dude so this guy took off and went under the truck bed and he rolled a run die and is about here do I have to activate his running because Fantasy Ground stopped me at what looks like six squares? Hmm. Oh well, all to the good. But he's on the far side of the truck, so I think you can see that arrow and where he's headed there. So if you want to take your dude and move right. him across, so, um, oh, you just kind of flew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's super fitting. Uh, Slash moves to the far side of the flatbed truck too stop this bandit from getting away um and you're going to come down 200 feet as well so we're going to calculate that in here and we're going to say you aren't quite there yet all right if that was your full 24 squares but you're bearing down on this bandit who is you know bear crawling out from underneath the truck and then beginning to get into a get into a proper run he sees me coming though oh yeah 
uh, you can definitely rev up the engines so he hears you. You do are you know you are running with little jet engines on your back, so that's a that's a real thing. That is a very real thing. All right, and so we will step from slash down to our next combatant. And oh, this is going to take me some work here. Okay, so we move down to our bandits essentially, and we're going to switch to some narrative here. Fantasy grounds might mess me around a little bit, but. Slash, you have flown up onto the escaping or running away, who you would presume to be bandit, not civilian, seeking salvation. And as you do so, one of the bandits on the truck bed is going to move. Can I highlight him? Okay. So he is going to dive into the crates. And of course, Tyler, you see this as he's right in front of you. You see mm-hmm. one of the guys on the truck, but turn and dive into the crates. And we're going to hit a brief roll here. Okay. He, you hear a click through your power armored speakers. You hear a very audible click. And then as you say, actually, can you both roll me a smarts check? Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. Three. Where's my slash at? Three. Okay, fantastic. So you hear a click, and something in the back of your mind says, not good. But that's all you get. And then to your right, there's a series of explosions that start at the underneath the truck and rocket their way up the side of the uh, rock slope, the loose dirt, boulders, and rocks that were set steeply above where the body of um, who you would presume to be some sort of sharpshooter slash is laying. Indeed, his body begins to tumble down the slope and the rock and loose soil run down towards you, Tyler. And even your 10 foot tall previous architect cannot hope to survive that landslide unscathed. Uh, Is that that landslide is coming down for all the people in here, right? All the people in here. And the one on the ground in the fetal position is going to be doing the same thing you are doing, which is an agility roll from you and slash you're coming down. So I'll take an agility or maybe a piloting roll from you. If you would, I think a piloting roll is going to be better than agility here at this phase. Got it. Yeah, because you're still you're still flying. So I take piloting over agility, but Tyler, for you, definitely agility. And please check if your armor modifies that role at all for you. I know it modifies stealth, but maybe not agility. Yeah, the only question I've got is with the everything coming down, Tyler's not sure who necessarily is really the bad guys here. And I think mm-hmm. he'd want to make sure that they're not getting crushed. Um, I'm trying to think what he would do. Yeah, um, if we, you know, keep your flaws, but keep your character in mind. Think about what you would do. I think I would at least make sure that uh, I can save whoever I can that's, like, right below me. So as I'm trying to get the hell out of the way, I'm grabbing the the guy right by me and diving out of the way with him. Okay, so so we're grabbing the guy in the fetal position kind of in mm-hmm. front of you, which is easy to do for 10-foot tall armor. You've got the reach. And then for your diving out of the way, you know, this is the entire slope. If you look on the map, I've got this, uh, let me, let me get out my, my draw stick here. So 
you know, I've got this squiggle here and then along the edge, I'm just going to put some X's along the edge for how big this, this slope, this crumbling slope is. So you can kind of see, but this runs for about 20 yards before the truck and about 10 to, I don't know, 14 yards after the truck. And so do you think you're like scooping up the fetal position guy and you know, springing up onto the truck bed, you think you might have a better chance of surviving there. You can platform jump a little bit, maybe. I think I'd jump up there as well, because then I can kind of make sure I'm, so when I jump up too, I'll make sure that, um, the, I'm between the rock slide and like the rest of the people in the truck bed. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So you're going to scoop up the fetal position guy and spring up onto the truck bed. One guy leaped for in between the crates and that's when you heard the click mm -hmm. and the other one jumped uh, to the foot, like followed him. Like he saw the guy dive and is just a second behind him, but the explosions are already starting. And so what is your actual agility rule? Let me just check here, Tyler. You could do piloting or agility because you are piloting your power armor. So you tell me which role you'd like to use here. Or maybe I'd athletics. Use I'd use piloting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into a piloting role and then slash. Did you drop your piloting role? I critically failed. Oh. Isn't critical fail is one on the wild die and on the trait die, right? Yep. Skill die. It is. Yep. Oof. All right. I got a nine. So slash, you were flying down. <laughs> you see the explosions out of the corner of your eye and you immediately get some red sensors on your HUD inside your flying titan armor and you manage to swerve out of the way of the actual you know boulders and shra rock shrapnel that's flying through the air so you are relatively unscathed here just maybe thrown off course with your evasive maneuver tyler with your critical failure i think you go to god it's a critical failure i made a note about what would happen if you failed and passed but a critical failure is um is an interesting one so i think what happens is you go to scoop up the one who's in the fetal position. And then when you go to jump onto the truck bed, I think you catch a piece of your armor on like on the truck bed. Like when you go to jump over something and you catch your knee on it, you know, um, mm -hmm. like whether that's a hurdle or, or whatever. And I think you end up throwing the guy who was fetal like up, onto the truck and maybe maybe a little bit further on accident and you sort of sprawl half on the truck bed half off but you you know if you were a human you'd be charlie horsed maybe dislocated your kneecap and uh you know laying on the ground with maybe like one arm on the truck bed but because you're in a glitter boy like you're maybe your head and shoulders are sort of on the edge of the truck bed and the rest you just got caught the servos were and shriek and like the your lower body gets caught below the truck bed and then the the tide is upon you. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that wasn't pleasant. Ah. Yeah, not the plan. I don't think there's actual damage to the GB. Like, you know, it's it's mm -hmm. way too hefty for that, but it, it was definitely like a huge miss like piloting calculation error. You know, big Oh, big, it definitely was. There. And so we're going to now advance through to uh, the next combat round, we're going to draw fresh cards because Fantasy Grounds is slick like that. Holy crap. And uh, this guy is incapacitated. So I don't know why he's still popping up here. 
He took a very solid 13 points from Slash. And we're just going to delete him from the queue. Okay. Those wing lasers are not nice. No, dude. You In doing a little retcon here, we're going to do a brief aside. If you go back and listen to our previous episode, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in our in our stream and in our podcast here, you're going to notice that Slash rolled like a brutal over 40 damage. It was like 42 or 46 off his wing lasers. And we're still learning the system, so I apologize. But that baby giant worm was nuked on the spot. So we had some nice narrative and some good combat afterwards. But uh, just those wing lasers are brutal. So we're going to... I'm going to have to gimp you soon, Slash. I don't know if it's going to be a, a flying giant worm or what, but I'll think of something, buddy. Um, Looking forward to it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have uh, that action happens, and then we're going to move back to next combatant, and we should move down to Slash. You're up, my friend. All right, so did the dude that was running away, did he get buried by these boulders, or did he get back under the truck? So his agility roll, he is pinned. His legs are pinned, but he's working on clawing himself away. He is, let's see, in the terms of actions and what's happening, he's still, like, rolling with the rocks and dirt, I think. You are recovering from your flight and turning around your evasive move. And so you see the one who is running away kind of pushed up to the side of the truck. And you see that, uh, you know, he's he's starting to, to try and work his way loose. I'm going to just fly down to him, land in front of him, and just kind of have my wing lasers pointed in his general direction. Be like, look, man, you're really not going anywhere now. Just, you know, just stop. You're done. Sure, sure. Okay. So, uh, you know, you're down there, your wings at full extent, like Buzz Lightyear, looking menacingly at this, this character. And he's going to, like, look up, kind of half-dazed. You know, he's definitely got blood running down the side of his head. And he, he, like, just sort of slumps. Like, he's almost relieved that he doesn't have to run, you know? And his, his legs are buried in the dirt. He's, he was midway clawing himself out. So, is there anything else you'd like to do? You know, the drop down is a move. The speak is a free. Is there anything you want to do with this further action? No, we're trying to take these guys alive. I don't need to blast another one. Okay. Not cool. not, not yet, anyway. Cool. cool he hasn't cool. earned it yet. <laughs> okay. All right. So, we're going to drop down in combat tracker to Graham. So, the truck roared forward after you pounded on the roof and saw, took a moment to recognize... Steven taking to heart what you spoke about just half hour ago after what you thought would be the one traumatic event of the day. And the truck will bring you around the corner. So I'm going to grab your icon here and drop you kind of at the bottom of the fray here. And you see, we're going to get out my draw tool. And from about here to about here is landslide and rubble. And along this line here is where it's thin enough to just sort of, you know, that's kind of where the landslide stops. Gotcha. Okay. Is it uh, too small for the truck? Do I need to dismount? Uh, the truck, you know, you could, yeah, it's too small for the truck to drive up along that narrow edge. The lip, you know, that's one square is about two yards. 
So it's just a little bit too narrow for the truck to be sure it might kick off the road and onto that down slope towards the copse of trees. And the copse of trees to the left is eh, maybe 50 yards away, but it's not, yeah, it's just, just a little bit too narrow. And the downslope isn't treacherous. You know, we're talking like maybe a, a four degree or a, maybe a six degree downslope. So if that means anything to you truckers out there. Right. So how bad does it look in front of me? Like, what can we see through the slide? So what you see through a cloud of rising dust and the smoke still billowing from the front of the truck that's on the road as the engine has been torched out is dirt from the right hand side of the road. And what used to be a rising cliff face has been strewn across for all but eight to 10 feet of the remaining left side of the road there, creating a narrow pathway along it, too narrow for the truck. In front of you directly is the Glitter Boy with his legs clearly pinned in the dirt a little bit above his waist, uh, maybe moving up towards his abdomen, his arms, the gun, which looks like he had unlimbered, but you didn't hear a sonic boom, is laid across the back of the truck. He's just got his arms and shoulders there. You think he can probably pull himself out. Looking past that, you do see the flying Titan slash standing on top of the rubble on the other side of the truck and the crates. Uh, looking down and you assume there's a bandit or brigand of something on the other side there. Slash isn't making motions to help. He's just standing there and looking pretty damn impressive if you do say so. Uh, but not quite as impressive as the Glitter Boy, even though it's buried up over its waist. There appears to be someone scrabbling his way up on top of the crates on the back of the truck. And that's all you see at the moment. There's a body, a couple bodies on top of the rubble in and around the truck that may have come down with the slide or been kicked up. Right. And do any of them seem like they're going to continue any sort of hostile actions? So... Of what I can see, so I mean, I can I can see a few people, but I I haven't been on the scene yet, so right. I don't know that I have been able to identify like who's our attackers, who's our defenders. Sure. Like, who's, is there anything that distinguishes the people? I don't know. Sure. For for me, for Graham. Sure. So one the one climbing up over the crates has what looks to be a very stiff cloak or cape of some kind. And it's some sort of uh, camouflage, you know, almost kind of ghillie type of setup. You see grass poking over his shoulders and the cape on the exterior is colored of the dirt around you. And it's very thick and very stiff, uh, but that's all you can tell. Um, that's something that stands out to you. And if you could make me a smarts roll for the rest, sir. Uh, absolutely. Give me one second. Or notice. Smarts or notice. Sorry, too late. Okay, healthy roll, healthy roll. So that's going to be a success with raise. And so, yeah, you see that one, and you would assume, since you were in the fight at Tolkien to some extent, uh, using your past experience of combat, that was definitely a tool that could be used in an ambush and not something that would be used by someone who's just traveling along. You know, no one walking along the road or driving in a truck is going to be wearing a ghillie cloak or camouflage cloak of some kind. Right. Um, so is he the only one that like sticks out to me that's probably not on the the defending team, the home team? And let me drop a drop a quick roll here. Stand by. That's gonna be Oof. Okay. 
So yeah, he's the only one who's making like dis not discreet, but um, specific motions in terms of moving. Like he's getting up on top of the crates. He's working on maybe drawing a sidearm. He's pawing at his clothes. And you see one who uh, was on top of the truck bed kind of stand up or working on getting up. You know, the explosions went off. The rubble was flying. The rocks were flying. So everyone's kind of in a state of shell shock. If we think about round terms, you're maybe like two seconds or three seconds after the explosion started. So the rocks are settling. The dirt is settling. People are like just trying to either keep their ground or regain their ground. So it's hard for you to say who might be a combatant and who might not at this stage. Okay. Um, Well, if I can sort of, if I'm suspicious of this individual, uh, as best I can, I want to try and, you know, book it the rest of the way, you know, climb up into the rubble if I have to or can. Um, And uh, we're going to do round two on that entangle, friends. We're going to try to succeed. Okay. You got this? So I think what we can do, Graham, is we can move you up to the rubble because the truck can pull up and slew. And so that can be a free move for you. And uh, if you'd like to be all heroic and stuff, you can be, you know, standing on the side or hood of the truck and beginning to weave your spell. Make me that roll, sir. Absolutely. Let's see. Spellcasting roll. Crit fail. Crit um, let's see, am I, would I even be in range? I mean, I can spend, uh, extra power points to, to increase the range of it. Um, and I think in this circumstance, um, Graham would, Graham would like pump as much power into this as he needs to. Like we're, we're talking, you know, uh, triple the range, uh, and strengthening it like just to absolutely no joke clamp down on this person. Okay, so that's going to be about 25 or 26 yards, I think, is what that math comes out to. And so smarts, what was it? Your range is? Uh, My smarts is a 10. So um, I think if we spend the extra points to, uh, we can spend two points to triple that range. Wow. Okay. If we need it to. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You're going to need to extend above the original, I think, right? Because range is like double your smarts, which would be 20 yards. So you're about six, five or six yards beyond that. So you might have to spend for triple and then you want to make it more powerful as well. Yeah, um, I think that's a thing that's sort of the ley line walkers can do is just oh, sort yeah. of add all, all the modifiers they want. Almost. Yeah. Um, I know they have access to pretty much all the modifiers. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we would um, I would double the range then and make it strong. So basically make it cost an extra, uh, what is that, an extra three power points for me? Okay. All right. Fantastic. So you make that roll for the entangle, and then I believe I get uh, some kind of opposed roll or to determine if I'm entangled or just bound. Or is the entangled or bound determined by you, what level you're casting at? Uh, if successful, so if I am successful on the spell, the target is entangled. Okay. Uh, if I raised, he would be bound. Okay. All right. So, so he's 100% entangled for sure, yeah. uh, but not uh, not bound. Yeah, with a four. Unless, uh, unless I spent a Benny to get up there. Oh, well, you, you have a couple Bennies, I think. Just maybe. Now, if I, if I roll another one and crit fail, I have to take that from the Benny or no? You do have I to take that crit fail. I am happy with him being entangled. No, are you sure though? Oh, don't you push me. But it's it it could be the difference. 
you know, if he's bound, he has very little room to act at all. Could be the end of him. God damn you, Gabe. Yep, we'll do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, I don't have to take the reroll unless it was a critical fail, right? Right. So that's not as good. So he's still just bound. He's still bound. Okay. All right. Just trying to get through those bennies so I can fear less for the rest of my game. Okay. So you cast Entangle. Can you describe your power to me, the trappings of your power in the Savage Worlds terminology? What does this Entangle look like? Uh, I think uh, Graham's Entangle uh, definitely uh, takes a um, natural sense. And I think it, I think it just sort of stretches or calls on like whatever is already present. Um, I think it's the trappings change, I think based on the setting, I would say. So like if we were in a, um, if we were in an area with like, you know, metal wires or something like that, maybe that would be the case. But if there's like any brush or undergrowth or maybe like the stone, uh, mm-hmm. or dirt itself sort of just wraps around, um, and, you know, tries to weigh it down or the, the person here. Fantastic. So since he's crawling over the tops of the crates, you see uh, the thick frayed ropes come, you know, they break where the crates are. And it's not like a dramatic snap or anything, but the ropes themselves break free of the tops of the crates and stretch uh, magically, uncharacteristically. And dirt seeps up the ropes and become these, these hempen dirt tentacles that wrap him and pull him down to the tops of the crates. And that will be Graham's action with a successful entangle, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll move down to our next step here. And can I get a, let me see. Everyone has notice and we're going to take half as your passive. It's a free action. Roll me a notice, Graham. A six. Uh, We got a six, yeah. Okay, all right. You don't hear anything just now. So we're going to move to the next person and move down to Tyler. We are back to our favorite glitter boy, sir. Uh, The first thing I do is get on the radio. Uh, By the way, uh, everyone, I heard some crying coming from the cab of the truck. Sounds like a toddler or a baby or something like that. Uh, I'm going to try and unbury myself now. Uh, (laughs) The first thing I do is look up on the truck bed and see if the people up there... Probably like finally looking up, see the guy with tentacles all over him, and go, uh, "Okay, um, uh, I'll grow up, Tyler." <laughs> well, I don't want that to happen to me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, make sure that everyone else up there isn't like buried. Um, do I notice like th- there's an amount of dirt where I'd be worried about some of the people that were up there being buried, or did it kind of flow around it? No. No, this isn't this isn't catastrophic avalanche. You know, it's not up to the truck cab. It's kind of it's kind of just a little bit past the flatbed of the truck. And so you got, you know, you're mostly pinned because you didn't make it up onto the truck bed. But uh, mm-hmm. if we take, you know, standard working trailer height, we're going to say that the the rubble is probably about six feet off the ground where you are. And it's just that little bit above the truck bed. So yeah, there's there's definitely some like gravel and, and dirt on the truck bed, but it's not catastrophic. So since you scooped up the fetal position guy, uh, mm-hmm. 
you're going to assume, and you see, you know, when you look up, you see Slash standing over another one, and that's the one who is running underneath. So you're going to assume that the one, two, three, the three that were on your radar are, you know, okay. Because there's one on the bed in front of you, there's one tied down on top of the crates, and there's one who is running away. All right. Uh, I'm going to try and get up on the truck bed then um, as best I can. Okay. What do I need to do so to do that? For you, your your pin roll, and I had to kind of jury rig this. So your pin roll, because you are half pinned a little bit over your torso, is going to be a roll minus five. Just because there's so many, you know, pieces of rock, dirt, and, and uh, you know, fast moving debris around you. So even as you start to wiggle your way out... You're you're fighting against a a tide. Okay. So you can pull and your strength. Do a strength minus five. Okay. Uh, that's probably going to be my armor strength, I would assume. Yes, I think the glitter boy is a d d twelve plus four, but that might also be the old rules book, so you might have to correct that. Strength d twelve plus five. Plus five. Okay. And I said minus five, so it's a straight d twelve roll. If you just want to pull that off the chat there. Okay. Uh, but I get a D6 that goes along with it, so hold on one second. Ah, yes. A second. Uh, all right, so that would be an 8 on that, and the D6 is a 3. Um, I'll go ahead and take the 8. I think that's a success with a raise. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you begin to wiggle yourself loose and pull your way out, but that's going to take your whole action. Success with one raise. You are working your way up onto the truck bed, though. So that's not like a, a move and now you can do something. You're going to spend mm-hmm. your action pulling out of that. Okay. I'll just get up on top of the truck bed and look ominous for the, the people that are up there. Um, and uh, just you're you're stare definitely looking, looking ominous. All right. Wait, so good. we're going to scoot down to... Uh, oh, excellent. Okay. So at this point, I think, can everyone roll me a notice as a free action in the course of this combat? Peace. Everybody. I still had a minus five on there in accident, so that shouldn't be there. So I got a 13. Okay. So a 13 for Tyler, four for Slash, five for Graham. So Slash, you are busy menacing your boy who is low to the ground. But Graham, you hear uh, small arms fire, you know, ballistic projectile weapon caliber fire. And you uh, hear that it's coming from back to the north, down the road from where you came, from whence you came. And uh, you hear a couple of screams along with that. Tyler, in addition to the small arms fire and a couple screams drifting up the road, you also hear a stand and deliver, you scum, echoing up from an amplifier. Ooh, where is that? And uh, that's back, you know, back north, down the road. We hear a shouted threat and demand. So, next up in the activity order, as I bump through my combat tracker, we're going to come back to the top, which will beget us with a fresh roll. And that brings us to... Okay, good. That's good to know. That is also good to know. Slash, you are next up with our jack of diamonds you were busy menacing you don't you didn't hear what went on there so 
for all intents and purposes, you know, your guy has stilled. You saw tentacles reach up and clasp one of the bandits to the tops of the crates on the back of the truck. And you see the glitter boy standing now on the truck bed, menacing the uh, two bandits who are laying there before him. And Graham is standing at the edge of the rubble on the far side, who obviously cast that entangle spell. All right, well, it doesn't look like these guys are going anywhere else. Um, Since Slash didn't hear that, he's not going to know what happened. But So since you guys seem to have this under control, I'm going to get back up in the air and see if I can see anything else. And I'm just going to fly back up, I don't know, like 100, 200 feet. Okay, totally reasonable. So you jump up off the... uh, off of the rubble and gain some altitude. So I'm going to note here that speaking is a free action and uh, you guys can definitely jump in, but we're going to move through the initiative order. So one of my boys on the ground is going to get up and attempt to run. And so that will be this man. And he's going to move one, two, three, four, five, six, just towards the edge. Another one. Bam. So he's right behind him. Uh, Slash, you have jumped up and ran. I'm not sure why this guy is still locked as as having a move here. Uh, But we're going to... Maybe not 200 feet, maybe like 50 feet in the air. Sure, sure, sure. So we're going to move him to just just sort of there. Um, So those three bandits are working their way. Away. And we've got... Uh, Tyler, you know, you're actually up here on the truck bed, so we're going to scoot mm-hmm. you up the edge there. Slash has taken off and up. This That one is dead. So I think that's a pretty accurate representation there. Doo-doo. Okay. And so we're now going to move through the rest of my guys. These, So the ones in front of you, apart from the one that is entangled, are attempting to run. The one that is entangled is going to roll for his break to, to get out. And he needs to do so at a minus four, I believe. Minus four. Good God. Yeah, man. we we strengthened it so it gets an extra minus two, and breaking from an object is already accomplished at a strength minus two or an athletics. That's... Um, but if you do athletics, it'll still at least be minus two. So if he's doing strength, minus four. If he's doing athletics, minus two. That is disgusting, sir. All right. So um, let me pop that open. I'm going to quietly roll in my dice tower so I can commiserate with him on his own. Hey, okay. So uh, I raced and I, or excuse me, aced. And I feel very good about that. And so he pushes himself free of the tentacles, but he can take no other action this turn as he's working his way out of that mess. Uh, But that's, that's all he's working through there. So we're going to continue down the combat tracker and move to our, uh, I think we should be, we should be coming up to Graham. It's your turn, sir. Excellent. Um, let's see. So, I don't know if I, I don't know if the, the map is totally accurate to what you've been describing because I think it seems like uh, one of the ones that booked off to the left side of the map has a friend with him. Is what I heard. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I don't see that represented. But if there was like a collection of people trying to book it away, um, I would target them with another entangle. But I would. Uh, uh, we would uh, make it an AOE. 
Okay, yeah, you can absolutely do that. So I've got three that are in proximity, like adjacent to each other, uh, on the left side, just at the edge of the path. So I'm not quite sure why my moves are showing. That may be something to do with the turn order. Oh, okay. Yeah, did you did you just move those again? Uh, yeah, that may have been the, the narrator's hand there, the puppet master. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, if that's if that's what I would see, then it'd be like, yep, let's let's grab them all up. Yep. Um, so again, we're gonna we're gonna. Spend some extra power points. Uh, obviously, we have to for the AOE, um, and I think uh, we will uh, similarly uh, make it strong. Yeah, man. I mean, cook it. Um, or can you remind me uh, how fatigue works? Doesn't that apply a penalty to basically like all trait rolls? Yeah. So I believe fatigue is a minus two to all trait rolls. But give me one moment here. That's uh. Yeah, so you subtract one from all trait rolls. It's when you're exhausted is you're subtracting two. But for now, you subtract one. Uh, okay, uh, I will do that. Then I will make it a fatigue, a fatiguing uh, entanglement for, for those three over there. Oh, so they all get minus one. Uh, yeah, it's it's not fatiguing me. Um, I this wish. Is, that's another modifier that can be applied okay. uh, to the spell. Fantastic. Uh, let's see, entangle. Looks like a healthy die roll. That Yeah, seven uh, should do it. Yep, that seven is definitely a success. Not quite a raise, but definitely a success. Uh, you could spend a Benny to re-roll that since you're going to the trouble of entrapping three of them. Yeah, seven It's uh, about as good as we're going to be able to do. Okay, sounds good. So the three gentlemen over there are entangled and fatigued. By the entanglement. That's an interesting one. Right at the edge of the rubble as they were about to make their escape. So, uh, we move from Graham, who had another successful action, to Tyler. So, you have three bandits to the left as they move to the edge of the roadway. You have the one who levered himself up off of the crates. Slash is rising into the air. Those three bandits are suddenly wrapped in ropes that appear instantly from the ground. And I believe that takes care of our total of four. Yep. Uh, first thing I do is get on comms. Uh, I heard people behind us uh, taking shots. I'm going over there to investigate, uh, and I just start booking for it. And I turn on my speaker as I'm running uh, and let out, I am stood and I am delivering and coming for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, after, like, if he's taken off that way, uh, I definitely am shouting at those entangled, uh, like, bandits who are like, you need to give up now? We could do this all day. Slash is going to turn around a little irritated because he told that one guy not to move, and he clearly just booked it, and he's not going to, I can't move anywhere, so it's not my turn, but I'm just going to turn around to look at those bandits. Sure. Sure. I mean, uh, I would probably yell at um, if Slash is still here. I would probably yell at Slash to be like, "Wasn't there something in the vehicle? Someone's in the vehicle. Somebody is in the vehicle. Okay. There's a toddler or a baby or something like that in the in the yeah, that vehicle. baby or something, right? Yep, yep. Fantastic. Yeah, it was like we need to, we need to make an assessment if that's if this is a urgent problem, if they're safe, if they're not. Mm-hmm. And I immediately book it. I rolled a, a run check, so I got an eight on that, so I can move 22. Uh, and yeah, I book it I for saw that, that. That's sound. very healthy. 
So that takes you, what, 45 yards, which should just drop you off the bottom of the map there? It puts me, I, it makes my move 22, so I can move literally to the edge of the map. Yeah, man. Yeah. Own that. Okay. Fantastic. So Tyler stood and delivering and sprinting. Um, Graham, you don't think you've seen a glitter boy move that fast. Uh, neither of you slash, and that just reaffirms for you as a complete aside, what kind of a paladin for good these glitter boys can be because it's these shots. He says he heard people behind the refugees are in danger and he moved even faster going back than he did for the strangers at the four, um, literally a third again as fast. So it's definitely noticeable. This man is hauling ass. That's like, damn, I'm glad he's on our side. And we will jump back to the top of our initiative order with a fresh roll, uh, which takes me to, okay, note and note and Graham. So the glitter boy has gone pounding past you. Uh, the earth definitely shakes. It doesn't throw off your concentration, but you're like, whoo shit he was cooking uh, it's up to your action my friend okay um i uh definitely know that tyler uh, can handle himself um i don't think he's going to get in too deep uh on anything of this caliber um so i'm going to let him do whatever he needs to and i'm going to uh, graham's going to uh, try to book it towards uh wherever this um this crying uh, was coming from or this wailing was coming from. Okay. That is in the truck cab. It is still going. Sounds like a very small child. So if you want to roll me a run die, I think that defaults to a D6 depending on your pace. Uh, it appears so, yeah. So I'd be happy to roll that. Okay, very cool. That is a two. Okay, so that means you are moving eight tiles to the four towards that truck cab. That is what that means there. Uh, coming up behind your behind your entanglees. Looks like it'd be about there then. Okay, fantastic. So you're not quite there yet. Your entanglers, entanglees are still struggling. And so Is there there's no one else of like no note here that's like we have probably a good guy and then, you know, uh things other things that have just been handled. So like it's those three and we're not really worried about any others. Pretty much. Yeah, correct. So there's the one who you know, is finishing getting himself out of the, the crate entangle on the back of the truck bed is in like, he's probably going to be acting soon. And then there are the three who are at the road edge who uh, aren't, you know, entangled in your spell. Okay. Then uh, I think we're, we're happy with that. I think um, the only other thing I think uh, Graham would do is if, uh, if he feels satisfied with the, um, the people entangled there, um, I think I think he's not looking to cast spells, so I think if anything, he might start leveling that ballistic shield just in case they get free and interrupt what he's going to do vis-a-vis uh, -vis trying to maybe rescue someone from inside that vehicle. Sure. So you're pretty confident in the three that are currently roped, and you're going to level your shield at the one up on the crates who's, you know, who's breaking breaking free at this time. Uh, basically, okay. yeah. We're Great. we're just going to get that thing ready, um, like. Spellcasting time is over for now. Is sort of what Graham's thinking. He was like, "Okay, we've we've tried to address things, but you know there is still potential for danger here." Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, fantastic. And so, 
what we're going to move to now. As you move to level that shield, we're going to move to our uh, our our people people persons who aren't quite so peoply. So the one who is up on top of the crates there is going to level his uh, laser rifle at you instead of attempting to run, and he is going to shoot at you, Graham. I don't know how you feel about that. That's a big mistake. I feel very disappointed. <laughs> I, I told them to surrender. They were told to surrender multiple times at this point. Yeah. So I've got my boy. I think I alt and click. Nope. We're going to be we're going to be doing bad things here. We're gonna as soon as we figure it out, we're gonna see if this works. Okay. So he does hit you with his laser rifle and the to hit. Uh, the GM will absolutely spend spend Benny. Um, so our boy will actually hit. And then we will have uh, a damage roll against that ridiculous toughness with Ballistic Shield, which is an additional, what is that, three or something like that? Uh, so, that's what it, so it makes the parry go up by three and gives uh, plus four cover. Okay, plus four cover. Oh. All right, Perry, go up. He doesn't hit you. We're just going to back out of that. There's no damage. He doesn't hit you. It's Perry, go up by three and plus four cover. So you're good. The plus four cover is is a big deal. And he is rolling what looks to be a just a d6, and he did not raise. Isn't it so? Just as a question, a rules yep. question. Isn't it when you're shooting, you're going against a target four, not against their parry? Parry is only for melee. Oh, okay. I thought parry was for all. That may be a Cyber Knight special rule that I was reading. So, on attacks, ranged is shooting plus the wild die versus target number of four. Unless he's unless okay. he's not a wild card, um, then he would no, just get a he shooting. Is, he's not a wild card. He is just an extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know how either the the parry works or not the parry the um, the cover works as well for that. Sure, sure. Well, you said cover of four, right? Right. So that's, that's what it says there, plus four. That's literally a minus four medium cover. So I need to hit an eight to actually hit you beyond the ballistic shield. Because four is base and then minus four. And we we did not do that. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, because he raised and then rolled a one. So that's seven with my Benny on my reroll. So uh, we'll scoot on from home slice there. An unsuccessful shot. And uh, that moves us through the rest of my boys. So we're going to make that entangled roll. So what does your entangled entrapment look like now, sir? Are we still making the minus two? Is it strength minus two? Uh, for those three, they do not have the strength minus two. They just have um, a normal break and grapple from a device mm -hmm. um, with the fatigue minus one or however the fatigue affects then. Okay. All right. Those so I think... Um, Again, for the device, it was strength minus two or athletics. Sure, sure. Okay. Right. So, for him, he will be making a strength minus two or athletics. We are doing a... Oof. Yeah, uh, we're going to do an athletics check for him. So that should still at least have the minus one from fatigue. Fantastic. Oh, okay. So... Uh, one of them breaks free what seems to be with ease and another one is just continuing to struggle and the third one uh, gets wrapped up even deeper. He critical failed. 
So he falls to the ground and is just being pinned and crushed <laughs> from the entrapped entrapped tentacles, entangled tentacles. And so the one who broke free, you know, that's that's his action is breaking free. They can't they can't continue after that. So that'll be the three there. And then we're gonna move down to Tyler. So you moved a whopping 22 sprint roll to get off the map and start working your way back to the refugees. I think uh, de- let me let's roll another run and depending what that is, we'll we'll figure out where you are because you know 200 yards, but we want to be cinematic. It was 200 yards and you moved forward. Let's be cinematic here. 20. Oof, God. Okay, that that's that's another pretty healthy one. So I think what might happen is as you come around the corner. Uh, go ahead and make me also uh, notice or a smarts. Uh, you tell me what you'd rather roll here. Notice. Um, okay. Great. I'm going to hmm, six. That's a success. So I'll I'll take it. Okay. Great. Great. So uh, what you see is the trucks, the the two big flatbed trucks that you had, and then the you know a couple of the smaller vehicles are beginning to pull away. The refugees, there appears to be one laying on the ground, bleeding out, and there also appears to be one uh, assault or one bandit who's also laying on the ground next to them. And the vehicles are beginning to just sort of nudge their way out of the refugees, you know, bumping them. Most of the refugees have like pulled to the side, but there's a couple who get like bumped by the vehicles as begin to nudge their way out. So that's what you see as you come around that bend and because it's a 20 what we're going to do here is you you get to act at the end of this so you're far enough away that you could you know your boom gun is out and loose not fully at port and these vehicles are beginning to nudge their way out of the crowd if you led your target it's conceivable you could fire the boom gun without hurting anybody and i believe we checked a large template is six squares so you are more than far enough away to fire without deafening any of the refugees Everybody's so, going to hear it, but you won't deafen anybody. So what I see is is that it looks like there's some bandits in vehicles that are that are trying to run over or otherwise harass the refugees. Is that correct? There, there are bandits leaving in your vehicles. Let me be clear here. So you see, with that role, you see people who are not the refugees driving. You see elderly and wounded laying on the ground. You see people kicked off of the flatbeds who are now laying on the ground, people who you knew to be riding, and the vehicles are pulling away with not your people in them or driving them. Okay, are they driving toward me or away from me? No, they are heading to what is now your right hand down the slope of the mountain uh, towards that copse of trees. Okay, if I if I shoot the front one, do I think there's a chance that it'll make it so that way the ones behind it can't get away? No, it's fairly open ground going down that slope. Uh, it won't stop them. They'll just, you know, turn around it kind of thing. It's not a gateway or a defile or anything. Okay. Mm. Well, he doesn't want to destroy the vehicles because that's going to make it harder for the refugees at all the time. Uh, first thing he does is uh, radios back to Graham and Slash. Uh, they Bandits have got taken our vehicles. Uh, we have wounded in the refugees down here. Um, I'm going after the vehicles and I am going to full on. Now, when the vehicles are moving, uh, do I remember if I can outpace them or not, or are the vehicles going to outpace me? So the two larger cargo haulers are just big, 
like essentially semi trucks and they're taking a second to get rolling. You basically rounded a rock spur as the vehicles began to leave the, the refugees, you know, under the power of the bandits. So um, you feel like you could probably at least catch the two cargo haulers and the two smaller vehicles. Uh, I don't know if we actually decide if they're pickup trucks. So we're going to say they're pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two smaller vehicles are picking up speed a little bit more, but you could you could probably still catch them. But you'd have to, you know, you'd have to give me some some good run rule there. Uh, can I ask for a point of clarification? Yep. So this place that we're arriving on that we've been heading towards, are we are we basically where we're ending anyway? Is this do we think this is a Pride Shield? No. No, this is, you know, from the rumors and from people on the road that Pride's Shield is a town or a barony set into a valley and that it's a pretty large mining economy. And so you were heading to the, through this road on the pass to the south towards Pride's Shield. And from what Slash said about this village, it's like, there's, this is a pass. And you remember from the radio that was kicked to you by Tyler that it was, it said there were bandits at the gates of the North Pass. Okay. Yeah, I was just sort of thinking about whether or not, like, all right, well, if we're done, I mean, they can have the vehicles at that point. But, yeah, no, it would be nice to get them back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I'd, I'll just radio over to, to Tyler and be like, do what you can. All right. I'll turn on the loudspeaker uh, once again. Um, and... Uh, I'm here and I'm going to deliver. You can either stop the vehicles or I will take you out of the vehicles from range. Your choice. Oh, that definitely, definitely has some, some buttholes of quiver in there. Um, and that's, I, I think Graham just looks up at uh slash who I think we established is up in the air above that scene still. Mm-hmm. And just like shakes his head as he listens to Tyler on the radio or not on the radio, but like on the loudspeaker. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming even we can still hear it. Oh yeah, absolutely. That kid. Oh boy. <laughs> slash is chuckling to himself. Cause he can hear it over the loudspeaker. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to have to get over there and help him out. Cause those V we need those vehicles. Shit. Yeah, I feel like Slash as the tired mercenary is like, damn it, he talks too much. More trigger, <laughs> less words. <laughs> like that's that's what it what a Slash's catchphrase is. Is just god, god damn it. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna move to Slash's action as Slash says, god damn it, and shakes his head, uh, and Graham is like that kid. What are you doing, Slash? So the first thing Slash does is he's really irritated now because he had clearly told these bandits to surrender and he wasn't going to, you know, we needed to take at least one of them alive. But the one that shot at Graham, he's going to just light him up with his wing lasers before he takes off for the vehicles. Oof. Okay. So you're going to wreck the guy who stood up to shoot, who basically forgot about you instead of to shoot at Graham. Yeah, I'm just... Go ahead and roll me that crit fail. I think that's only a four. Uh, Which is enough to hit. So, uh, you're good. Go ahead and roll that damage. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. 16. 
Yeah, so this is uh, you nuke yet another one. Your wing lasers just stitch up his back, and he does the dancing marionette, <laughs> dropping his rifle on the back of the truck bed and falling across the crates. Nuked it from and, orbit. It's the only way to be and sure. Before I take off, <laughs> before I take off, I'm gonna look at the other three and say, if you three want to end up like your buddy here, you can. You need to quit fucking around and just sit there. And now I'm going to take off towards the vehicles. Right. So the flying Titan jets up off the ground after as as his wing lasers take off, as only a flying Titan can. And we're going to move now to our uh, next fresh initiative order, which is going to be... I'm going to spend a... With what I see on my, my initiative, I'm going to spend a Benny yep. to redraw a card. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, that's fine. So I think I can right-click on you and fresh deal, which will jump you around as far as the car. Oh, wow. And here you are at the top, Tyler. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Bam. Let me just drag that back up. Off you go, sir. I immediately start running. Should I worry about moving Slash on the board? Sorry. Um, no, because the trucks at the bottom are moving to Theater of the Mind. So if you're going to jump up and head off at, you know, your 25 pace or 400 miles an hour, you're going to be off the board in just a second here. And Graham will be left with these these three. Got it. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about moving Slash at this stage. So uh, Tyler, the trucks and vehicles did not stop. They continued to drive. The two cargo haulers, you know, as, as a semi truck would beginning to their way off the road towards the copes of trees and we have the the two smaller vehicles just you know edging out ahead of them okay i'm gonna take a run and see if i can start catching up to the two front vehicles Oof. let's see what that run die does 18 yeah that's more than i was looking for so in this turn you can get up to one of the smaller trucks you know, at a sprint. So it's not like you're going to get there next turn. They'll be ahead of you. Like you are, you are caught up to the truck that's further behind of okay. the, the two smaller, faster trucks. Am I on the, um, did I end up coming up on the passenger side or the driver side? Yeah. These are left-hand drive, uh, North American vehicles. So you're coming up on the passenger side cause they're heading to your right. So you're running okay. up to the passenger side. Okay. Um, how many people are in the vehicle? Uh, just two, you know, it's just a, a little, like a pickup truck cab. You guys were mainly carrying supplies in these, these, uh, this smaller hover car or hover truck. Uh, it's just a civilian, you know, standard structural damage kind of vehicle. So, you know, one opportunity for you would be to just sort of run through the back half of this vehicle behind the cab, because you know that your glitter boy would just completely shred that and you could carry on to the second truck. I think that would be very cinematic. Uh, Could I, but it's it's just two bandits in the cab. Yeah, I'm not looking to destroy the truck. I think I might try and blow out the windows, though. Do I have the opportunity to set the barrel of my boom gun right against the window so I'm shooting through the cab out the other window? <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, this is This is awesome. And very, very riffs. So you're going to sprint up alongside this vehicle that is beginning to speed away 10 foot tall power armor legs pumping and you're gonna shove the barrel of your shoulder mounted 
boom gun, a gigantic railgun, through the passenger window to shatter it and point through the cab. I'm not Hopefully even going to shatter the, the side people. window. I just set it right on the side, make sure that I see that they're seeing what's going on, and just pull the trigger. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yes. going to be phenomenal. So also, what this is going to do is it's going to throw me. So, because I don't have time to put down. That's right. You don't. Yep. You've not dug in. I've not dug in. So, this is going to throw me, but it's also going to throw them for a loop. So, I'm going to roll my shooting here. Uh, and I'm going to spend a Benny on that. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I get a four. So, I'll, I'll take that. Yep. That's a success, man. You just wanted to pull that trigger. So, hit it, boy. Uh, did I, did I hit any of them? So. <laughs> Yes. Oh my. <laughs> All right. So I'll roll damage. So this is also a uh, heavy weapon. So this is doing MDC with an AP of 25. Yeah. So, yeah. um, 34. Oh, and that's with an AP of 25. You mm-hmm. did 34. Ouch. Oh, my boy. Oh, my boy. My boy. Okay. Might need to clean the cab of that truck. And new windows and uh, stuff like that. But it's going to... Th- uh, and then some. It's going to throw me... Oh, cred, where was it? Wait, let me go to the boom gun here. Maybe it has it in there. Yeah, for the for the edification... I've got it pulled up here. For the edification of our listeners, the boom gun is considered one big damn gun in the terminology of Savage Worlds. And the sonic boom is what happens when you are firing a boom gun, causing a sonic boom, affecting everyone except the pilot within a large burst template. A failure on a vigor roll, minus two, inflicts hard of hearing, major, for 3d6 minutes and makes the character shaken. And if you fail with a one on the vigor die, you are incapacitated and make a vigor roll each round to become conscious but shaken. And uh, these are gentlemen who are not in environmentally sealed body armor, so they get no <laughs> bonuses. So uh, just this is this is fantastic. Like this is exactly what Gonzo Riffs is all about. Um, man, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, but the only so thing you get that... flung back two d six. What's that roll look like? Two d six. Before we resolve the damage, I just want to put this whole scene together. Uh, six. Okay. So you fly back about 12 yards. So the glitter boy (laughs) sprints up this 10 foot tall glistening silver behemoth, reflective mirror behemoth, sprints up next to this truck that's beginning to power away and swings his railgun over almost in a like he's his feet are off the ground because he has to turn his torso so far and pulls the trigger on this ancient piece of Archaeotech sonic boom gun. The railgun round goes off. All the windows in all the trucks are completely blown out. The Glitter Boy is flung back 12 yards. This giant 1.2 ton piece of armor is flung back 10 yards. Uh, But Tyler, not before you can see your handiwork. It doesn't actually turn you around. It just puts you flying back, looking sort of between your toes, you know, shoulder and head first. And so you're looking through this reticle of your Glitter Boy toes as you fly backwards. And land on your back in the dirt and dig a furrow uh, that is 12 yards long. All the windows in all the trucks have blown out. The two inside the truck, like the truck that you fired through, sputters to a stop. 
but what you see on the other side of the other truck is the top of the cab is torn off because the flechettes have expanded far enough at that point that the entire upper portion of that cab is torn off. And it looks like you may have just like ripped off the heads of the two bandits who are driving in that cab. And the two semi-trucks are further behind you and they swerve, but the engines don't die. When it throws me back in prone, I'm also stunned. So it stuns me. Ooh, 2d6 and... I see, okay, yeah, prone and shaken. I don't know if the rule changed to actual stunned, but yeah. So what does stunned do for you? Can you share with the listeners? Stunned characters. Stunned characters are distracted and remain so as long as they're stunned. Uh, Fall prone, can't move or take actions, don't count towards the gang up bonus, and are subject to the drop. And recovery is at the start of a stunned character's turn. He makes a bigger roll. Success means he's no longer stunned but remains distracted and is now vulnerable. Um, these fade at the end of his next turn. A raise on the bigger roll removes all ill effects. That is fantastic. Okay. Great. Worth it. So I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a pretty spectacular outcome, to be fair. And so, uh, you know, you have let off the boom gun, so we're going to step to the next person in our initiative order starting this round. Uh, that's just a... A fantastic just spectacular spectacular wow i'm i'm floored my friend floored okay so one of the you know the semi trucks continue to drive forward they don't stop slash we are going to move to you next all right so after i took off towards the trucks after i nuked that guy um where am i in relation to the trucks that are moving so being able to Would jump I, up to 400 miles an hour with uh, jet boosters on your back means that you are essentially up high enough and have moved forward far enough that you could take shots this turn. You are uh, yards. We're going to say about 20 yards behind where Tyler has ended up. And because you're up higher, you know, you have a very clear field of view. So you see glass sparkling all over the ground. You see refugees some of them you know laying on prone on the ground hands over their ears cowering in fear others sort of standing there in awe because this is only the second time that they've ever seen tyler fire the boom gun Uh, and you you know you heard it you definitely heard it and you see the glitter boy lying in a furrow flat on his back almost spread eagled the gun pointing at the sky Uh, again with glass scattered all over the ground the two smaller trucks are petering out to a halt as you get a clear picture of the scene through the smoke and dust from the ground. And the two bigger semi-trucks are skewing a little bit, but still making their way towards that copse of trees. Oh, that was brilliant, Tyler. That was brilliant. I'm going to fly up. I'm going to fly towards um, one of the bigger semi, because this is an open field. If I take out the driver, it's not going to crash. It's just going to come to a like a slow stop, right? It's not going to crash into anything. Uh, there is that copse of trees up ahead. They are heading towards that, but you know, uh, if his foot's on the pedal, he'll head into the trees. If it's not, then, um, you know, then it'll it'll slow back down. But you know, these big old cargo haulers have a few gears to shift through. You know, yeah, it's not moving fast enough. It'll do enough damage to disable yeah. it. I don't think. So I'm gonna try to get a shot at the driver in one of the big big cargo haulers closest to us so I could kind of get it to stop. Sure. 
So you you fly up to get an angle, you know, across maybe a uh, five o'clock angle towards one of these uh, trucks, or let's say a two o'clock coming from the angle of the truck driver to fire down into the windshield of one of these trucks. What weapon are you going to be using for this shot? Still be my wing lasers. Okay, fantastic. You and those damn wing lasers hit me. What have you got? Five. Okay. You remind me real quick. Are the wing lasers mega damage or heavy damage? It says heavy weapon. It is a heavy weapon. Okay. So in that case, you are able to just fire through the windshield glass of the cargo hauler and you are able to roll your damage against the bandit. All right. 16. 16. And so here we have... The bandit who is not an extra, but a wild card. And your lasers shatter the glass. No, excuse me. The glass was all shattered. So I didn't even need the bonus for the heavy weapon. Pardon me. The railgun blew them all out. But your lasers spatter into the driver's seat. And you see the driver take at least three solid hits from your wing lasers. And he draws his sidearm and continues to drive forward the semi doesn't stop which is actually great because he is next on the actions list and he is going to fire at you my dear real quick mm-hmm. i'm gonna let i'm gonna let um tyler and graham know hey um i hit the driver pretty solid but um he seemed to just take it we might be dealing with something a little more than just regular guy here mm-hmm <laughs> You get silent comms from Tyler as he's... I trust you both to uh, deal with it. Yeah, and silent comms from Tyler because he's stunned (laughs) in his armor. Slash kind of figured because he saw how he went down. But he's impressed with what happened. That's pretty rowdy. Rowdy is just the word. Just the word. All right. So uh, with that slash... It looks like he does hit you, and we are going to roll our damage with, it looks like an AP of two. Ooh, with one raise. So we have 17 damage to you, Slash. And so uh, if I pull up your character here, what this is going to look like, your toughness is 13, AP of two. So eight of that toughness comes from armor. So AP of two means that only six of that toughness will be there. So with 17, that means you have six points of damage to deal with. And so that means you will be shaken. And there is one raise worth, which is four points over your, um, sorry, over your toughness. So that means that you are shaken and you take one wound unless you would like to spend a Benny to soak up that damage. Yeah, I believe so. I will spend a Benny. Where on my uh, thing do I see all this stuff? So you, if you open up your character sheet, the Bennies are those Savage Worlds tokens to the right of your name on the traits page. Or excuse me, they're on the top and to the right. Uh, it's those yeah. tokens. Drop, I got, I got one of those. I dropped one of those. See that? I mean, like all the... Toughness, uh, all those stats and everything. Toughness is on your traits tab there. So you'll see toughness and you've got 13 total with eight of that toughness coming from armor, I think is how that number is read. Got it. So a soak roll, if you want to spend a Benny for the soak roll, is a vigor check. And if you make a success, which is over four, 
you reduce the number of wounds suffered by one. And for each raise over that success of four, you reduce. So if you clear four, you reduce that wound by one. If you raise, okay. you reduce it by two. If you raise two times, you reduce it by three. And so no, you only have one wound. So if you soak all of those wounds, so all you need to do is roll an eight, and you also remove your shaken condition. Nice. So I just grab the vigor and just throw it in chat. Yep, I'll do it. Actually, Holy smokes. It also states that if the character soaks all of the wounds from an attack, he removes his shaken condition too, even from a previous source. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. So you were previously shaken. So, so very seven. healthy for you. Yep, seven. So you have a nice. success, which reduces the wound, because each success and raise reduces the number of wounds. So the success reduces the wound. You only had the one wound, and you soaked all of the wounds, so that removes your shaken result as well from this. So you essentially, he lights you up with his pistol, which is, you notice, a solid slug pistol. And uh, and you are you are you're you're good to go. Slash is uh, completely unperturbed by projectile fire coming at him in a combat situation. Cool, oh, that's a cucumber. Oh, he's perturbed. He doesn't <laughs> like getting shot at. Unbothered, then I should say. <laughs> where where would I see like HP and all that on um? Uh, oh, we'll talk about that. Uh, because you only have three wounds in this, and that's why that Benny and Soak is so critical. Gotcha. Yeah. Traits. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm we can sure. talk through that. So we'll move on to Graham here. So Graham, uh, Slash completely decimated the one who was in front of you, and you have one who has busted free behind you and two who are still entangled. Okay, yeah. Um, we have... We have... Uh, <laughs> the one that fired at me previously is totally gone. Um, and we have the three of whom one is, is no longer entangled, right? Yep. Um, I think um, Graham is not super worried about this, especially now that he's walking over with the ballistic shield. So I think we're going to go to... We're going to continue to make our way towards that the cab of that vehicle where there seemed to be someone in distress. Um, but we're just going to keep the, while we do that, we're going to keep the shield facing these enemies and, uh, have the, uh, laser pistol sort of trained in their direction of like, I really don't want to have to shoot anyone else. This is, this is the whole thing is over. You need to understand that. Okay. All right. So can you give me that run roll and, uh, you should be like two, if you can roll me a two or better, your back will be slammed up against the cab and you can, you know, give me a side eye into the cab and be, you know, shield and, and gun facing the three. Yeah. Well, well, there's that, uh, run and roll right there for that two that you said needed. So perfect. All right. So on our, on our map here, you're going to be up against the cab outside of that circle there. And, um, you are now looking at the three people and, you know, yeah, one yeah. Yeah, the one the one who broke free is like looking at you, arms out wide, kind of pause for a second. You glance over your shoulder as you come up onto the cab, and you don't see anything inside the cab. In fact, the crying sound is emanating from the radio in the cab. It's just blasting. It's cranked up. 
And now that you're against it, you can hear the crackling and popping of the speaker as it screams. Gotcha. So this might have been laid for for someone else. Is that is that the read I maybe get? Uh, make me a smarts roll. Absolutely. Oh, we explode. Oh, wow. So that's a success. That's an example of a success with three raises, right? Eight, 12, 16. Yeah. So three raises. So you have essentially a critical success here. I think one raise is considered a crit success. So three raises. You deduce from that radio playing that someone laid this trap either for you or for someone else, but that was to draw in a humanitarian, you know, any humanitarians, anybody who would be provoked by the crying of a child. And so... Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, realizing that uh, Graham sighs behind the ballistic shield uh, and, like, turns back to these bandits, like, oh, man, you guys have just made this a very complicated... This day did not need to be so complicated. Uh, nothing has changed now that I know this. You need to be done. That's this is this day is over. So as you turn back to like sigh at the bandit and start to speak, the one who's broken free goes to quick draw a pistol and shoot at you. So you can I think because it's very cinematic, uh you don't even need to spend a Benny because you can move and shoot here. Um I'll let you take a minus two to, you know, essentially have a have a quick draw here with our combatant. Uh I don't I don't shoot at him. Okay. All right. So he or at the very at the most I like I, we can do called shots, right? In Savage Worlds. Uh yes, yes. called shots exist. I want to look it up now because I want to disarm him. It's the only thing. Sure. Called shot. Pick a pick a specific area on the target to shoot at with a penalty. So if you're shooting at the arm or hand... Yeah, I'm, I pulled it okay. up here. It's hand minus four. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then for disarm, going through that, if the attack hits the weapon, rolls damage normally, defender makes a strength roll equal to the damage or drop the item. So, I mean, I guess starting point, uh, I'd have to do a shooting, right? Yep. I don't get it anyway. Okay. All right. So he gets his shot off then, and uh, looks like he hits you. I think. No, seven. Hang on. What did we just decide with your ballistic shield? I think you're actually very hard to hit. Uh, the ballistic shield gives cover plus four, so it acts as medium cover. Yeah, damn, dude. So that's an eight, so I'm, I'm one point off. Uh, we get three bennies. GM's going to burn a benny for this. Uh, hey. Bring it on. Uh, hey. There it is. Damn. <laughs> and so uh, with his pistol here, we are now going to roll damage. So I think if I drop that, is that right? Bam, bam. Uh, so that is six, which your toughness, it looks like it rolled against his toughness, so I did something wrong. But uh, six damage, he doesn't actually beat your toughness with a 3d4 roll on that ballistic revolver. So he draws, he fires, and it like pings off of your shoulder, you know, and ricochets into the cab. And you're like you're you're not staggered or rocked or anything. Your body just moves with the physicality of the you know the projectile hitting you, and his eyes just kind of like ah shit, and then yeah, I just shake my head at him, <laughs> and then the uh, the other two will continue to try to break free. 
so I believe that was an unadulterated athletics check. Oof. Okay. Alrighty then. And so our two guys are still uh, completely stuck in the entangle. And that's very unfortunate. And the third one is kind of stuck staring at you there, Graham. And we're going to move down to Tyler. You are up, sir. And I think it's a vigor roll for you to get up off the ground. Yep. I'm going to do that. Uh, Five. So I succeed. And now I am. That I believe is my entire turn. That sounds right. I think with a raise, you could have, you could have worked your way back up sooner, but with the, uh, with just a success, you're, you're working on getting yourself stood, stood back up. Distracted, remain so, some bigger roll. No longer stunned, but you remain distracted and is now vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So this will fade at the end of your next turn. Yeah, and a raise would have removed all ills. Yeah. So you're just, you're just distracted now. So, you know, you're, you're still getting, making sure all systems are still online. You know the suit can take this, but it's just damn pilot due diligence, you know, to run it all again and make sure you're good to go. Yep, yep. So, working on getting back up there. And then we move down to Slash. Uh, the semi-truck is now driving past and under you and is picked up enough speed that it's beginning to break into the trees, the copes of trees. That's no bueno. Am I uh, going to be able to get an angle to shoot at the driver again, or is it too much in the trees? You'd have to jet forward, but you can tell from your practice eye you j- you don't think you could get a clear shot on the driver because he's like he's pushing over trees with this cargo hauler. You're you're actually not sure if the vehicle is going to make it through, but he thinks it will. Are there any other vehicles that are still outside that I could uh, get an angle on and take a shot at? Then yeah, the other cargo hauler is still making its way, and you like it's it's behind the other one, so it's behind just enough that you could get a shot off through the cab, not necessarily at the driver, but you could shoot through the cab at the passenger driver, anyone in there. Yeah, I'll take a shot through the cab. Okay. Try to get it to stop. Okay. Let me hit that shooting. Come on. Give me something good. I mean, that looked like a raise. 11. Yeah. So, shot with raise. Go ahead and roll me some damage, and we'll take the narrative on this. 14. 14 damage. Okay. Okay. So, again, reminding, these are just standard vehicles. These are not tactical or combat vehicles. So, with 14 damage, you fire through... The and these are your wing lasers, right? Not projectiles. Yeah, these are the wing lasers. Okay. So what happens is you shoot through the side of the cab again. The windows were blown out, so you have essentially free real estate to fire on the targets, and you punch some holes in the door, and you're like, ah, Tyler was trying to save these. Whoops. Uh people though. And so you see the passenger slump forward. And your lasers fire with such rapidity, you can't really stop it. You see the driver also slump forward, and the truck continues to grind. So he's obviously on the gas pedal. Mm. But it's not shifting anymore, you know, which for a cargo hauler, especially when it's trying to take off, happens every uh, six to nine seconds. So essentially once around, he was shifting. And so it's not shifting as you hear it just grind, the revs pick up. And it's, it, you know, it's still heading forward. It's just not accelerating the way that it was. The engine is just revving up, 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 up. And we're going to move from Slash to Graham. All right. Okay. Um, 
the of our, our three friends here, there's still two entangled, and uh, the one who's tried to hurt us, but not had any success, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I think, uh, yeah, I'll... <laughs> I'm so tired of these guys. Uh, I'm literally just going to uh, hold the, uh, like, train the gun on the one who's still, who's currently free, and be like, you need to drop the gun. You need to. You need to be done. This is you. You don't understand how quickly my friends can come back here, and this is you don't walk out of the situation. You're on the vehicles, maybe, but you're not. You're not leaving here on foot. That doesn't have. That's not how this works. Persuasion roll. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so we have not only a success but a persuasion with a raise total of nine. And so you are very persuasive and he acts next. Uh, he does drop the gun and he takes off running um, towards that copse of trees. And so he, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, we raised and you think that your persuasion, not only persuaded him to drop the gun, but persuaded him to put on a spurt of speed because he moves very quickly. And so this is our, our boy up in front here. So he takes off and is almost off the map. Uh, it was a, a stupid turn of speed that he was able to put on. And then our... Uh, I think uh, we're very impressed by it, uh, but still, again, uh, just disappointed. Sure, sure. And so our other two are going to make a couple of rolls here. Okay, so the other two are break out of the entanglement. And they begin to sprint towards the edge as well. Uh, but they can't move a full because they just, you know, they just broke. And Graham, you had your action. The bandits have broken. Slash, I think, Tyler, you're standing up. I think we're going to come to a close, folks, because we're getting to the end of the evening here. So let's take a narrative pause, narrative breath here. Graham, the, the essentially the three that are in front of you have taken their taken an opportunity to break free. Uh, you chose not to shoot at them, and they're they're starting to make a break for the copse of trees. One semi truck is busting its way through the trees and potentially getting away. The other one is grinding forward in whatever gear it's in, in danger of overheating the engine. But slash, you can you know you're the fastest guy here. You could obviously catch that one. And the two smaller vehicles are slowing to stops because their their drivers were essentially obliterated uh, by the <laughs> fire of the glitter boy. The bad guy go so poof. that's our that's our narrative. Yeah, bad guy definitely went poof, more like splat. But uh, that is our narrative breath here, and I think just because we have to close the evening, we can start next session with some loot. I think it's easy to assume that our heroes have, you know. Slash would secure the vehicle that he can secure. This is not his first rodeo. He is an old soldier. He's definitely been in these situations before. Graham, I just need to know narratively, would you, are you letting those three go? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then uh, Slash, you know, right. So you're going to assume, Tyler, what's kind of your closing? How are we narratively closing this out, this encounter? Uh, at this point, uh, you know, I don't. I'm assuming that I got the guy that I wanted to get, uh, which was the 
guy that was speaking on the loudspeaker. Uh, I don't know what was going on with Slash. Uh, as soon as I'm able to, I immediately run back to the refugees, jump out of my armor, and start using, uh, you know, doing meds on uh, hurt refugees. Fantastic. Okay, so narratively, that's where we're going to pick up next time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in live. Thank you, everyone, for catching the podcast. We're going to not be mean to the players and run up some good narrative for what happened here. And hopefully next session, we find our way down into the valley of Pride's Shield and the Barony, where Pride's game is offering salvation, peace, and prosperity.